that uh, one of the things Mary teaches us above all is how to say yes. This morning when we were praying the Angelus, I was thinking about that first time when she said yes to the angel. May it be done to me according to your word. But I think that the most impactful and the biggest part about Mary's spirituality is her second yes. The second time and then many times after when she had to say yes to God's plan. Um, when it seemed like things were not going according to the plan. When things were not uh, maybe what she thought they would be. They were not as she expected. And she had to continue having the attitude of yes. The attitude of um, confidence in God. And trust in Him. And knowing that He's going to take care of things. Which is something that applies very much to our lives and that we can um, relate to very often. When things happen uh, around us, in the world around us, in our own personal lives, in our own uh, work, in our apostolate, in our own families, our own communities, that just seem to be messed up or seem to be not working out the way that they should be. Um, learning to have that confidence in God's plan. And sometimes when we read the lives of the saints or spiritual authors, we realize that this confidence and trust in God traditionally applies to everything that is out of our control. Everything that um, we can't change or the things that happen to us uh, or the things that other people do even. Anything that isn't you know, an act of my will is, is something that in some way is a part of God's plan for me. That he has allowed that to happen to me. He has allowed that to take place in my life. And maybe there are things that we can say are wrong, objectively wrong. You know, I'm talking about it all the time right now, but things that the government does or that people in power do that are objectively wrong, they happen to us. And in some way, we have to be able to see that uh, it's, it's a part of God's plan for me. This, is, this was outside of the plan. It can even be an injustice but it's a, it's a part of God's plan for me. And there's a lot of wisdom in that and in being able to accept things that are outside of my control as uh, part of God's plan and have trust, like Mary, that he's, he's going to work things out. He's going he's gonna to take control of my life. Um, and then on the other hand, there's a lack of wisdom in uh, what we see very often, which is the tendency to complain about everything that happens. The tendency to... To even just complain about one thing that happened, but over and over again and to no end, right? Which, uh, I don't know if you go on social media nowadays, you see that all the time, you know, um, especially political things. It's just like, things didn't work out the way that I thought they should, and I'm just going to like endlessly, endlessly, endlessly complain about how, how bad things are, right? Um, and and it's, that seems to me to be, to be very contrary to the spirit of the gospel of um, even though even though we can recognize things are wrong and call them out when they're wrong, to be able to say, I trust in God, that he's going to bring good out of this. Um, so, you know, Father Pierre is reading about history and made me think a lot about, you know, the meaning of history and history itself and things that happen in the world and the past and the future and what it all means. Um, and I think that there, like we were saying the other day, there are many times in the past and, and there will be many times in the future when things in the world seem totally messed up. And I think that it's very likely that in the future, things are going to be more messed up than they are already. 
right? If we think that they're bad now, there's a good chance things are going to be messed up. I don't know if you've ever read uh, those dystopian novels. Probably have, because there's a lot of them out there. Um, last year, I went through kind of a phase of reading dystopia books. You know, books about, like, the future and how bad it's going to be. You know, like, I, I listened to Brave New World. It's a classic, uh, you know, futuristic dystopia. Or The Giver is a very famous award-winning book about uh, the same kind of thing, you know, what happens when the government takes over and is controlling people and, you know, decades, generations later when, when people are, are growing up in this dystopia and they don't even know any different because it's all been controlled for, for many, many years, right? Um, those books are kind of written to, to wake people up so that we don't ever go there, right? But at the same time, you wonder, you know, could it happen? And sometimes I think that we should just face the fact that it could. And there's a good chance that it will, you know, that, that bad things will happen in the world and, and the world will get totally messed up. You know, we were talking about John Chris Austin the other day and how he lived in a world that was messed up and he was going to die for it. And he writes in his last homily before his death, um, am I afraid of dying or having everything taken away from me? Am I going to get distressed about it? Am I going to complain about it? No. Right? He's totally accepting of God's plan, even though it's tremendously unjust, even though he is going to preach against it, and even though he is, he's willing to die for it, um, he's, not, he's not worried. Like, there's this peace that the saints have and that Mary has. And then, I think Mary kind of shows us, like, the other side of the coin of that. Uh, you know, there's, there's the tendency to think that, okay, things are bad, things are evil, what can I do about it? How can, I, how can I preach against it? How can I fight against it, right? But Mary shows us the side of dealing with injustice through prayer and humble acceptance. Um, at the foot of the cross, Mary's attitude is, uh, you know, maybe, maybe she is praying that there would be no more injustice in the world and that people wouldn't have to die for no reason, right? She's watching her son die on the cross unjustly. And... But her greatest prayer is that God's will will be done. And her greatest prayer is that the suffering that he's going through and the suffering that she's going through would bear fruit. So I think that for us in our situation in the world, that's a really powerful message because we're going through sufferings and we're probably going to go through a lot more sufferings. And, and our greatest desire should be that this suffering bears fruit. Um, it's always in a mysterious way, like the cross is. There's nothing more unjust than the murder of God on the cross. And Mary had to suffer through that. And it was her own son. And there's nothing more painful than watching your son die. Um, but through embracing God's plan, she's able to bring salvation to the world. I think that that's what God calls us to do. To embrace his mysterious plan and the things that are outside of our control. And to give him that second yes. To say, yes, Lord. I offer this up to you so that we can save the world.